Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Jason Joseph, Chief Digital and Information Officer at Corwell Health. In part two, Joseph speaks with Kate Gamble, Managing Editor, about what he believes is the most critical component of successful change management. His biggest concern when it comes to the sustainability of remote work models and the advice he would offer to his younger self. That accountability piece really makes a difference too. It's not, this isn't being done to you. It's, it makes you know, all the difference, quite yeah. frankly, because you know, you've seen the road is littered with change programs that just don't go well. And if you really unpack them so much of the time, there's just a big disconnect between the team who thinks they're implementing the change and they have figured out the team on the ground. And there is no way to bridge that gap without shared accountability. And, and that is a big part of the key. In order to take shared accountability, you have to be willing, you have to have the right cultural foundation, you have to have people engaged. So all those things go with it. And that's where it becomes a very exciting thing because these are the types of programs that really can change your culture in a good way. It's, it's what actually makes the integration happen, right? It's yeah. why teams that go through really tough things become really, really solid because it's, they kind of went through hell together, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to come out of the other side with that perspective on it, but you can't go through it and just expect people that are there from day one. You have to kind of cultivate that, bring people along with the reasoning and everything else. Sounds kind of like parenthood. You know, there are probably parallels to so many areas of life, but yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> These are very basic human concepts, I think. So yeah, but the basics aren't always there. So that that's, that's big. And yeah. You mentioned culture a couple of times. So obviously that's something that's really important is having a good, healthy culture. And I'm sure that that's probably one of the things that was challenging during a merger, during a change to really keep that in place or establish it. I would say maybe it's still a challenge, right? Yeah, sure. You know, it's not something that happens that quickly. You know, we just changed our name uh, and got to one identity a month or so ago. So it's still fresh in people's minds. And, you know, depending on your role, this is either a big deal or not a big deal, or you love the name or you're like, I really wanted the old thing. So you have all those emotions that are going to happen. It's going to take probably, you know, a year or two before people can kind of really get used to this and, you know, look at this logo and say, oh, that's me. But it will happen. Happen. It's just a matter of those things take some time to, to sink yeah. in, but that cultural foundation of really understanding it and there's regional culture, there's national culture. So we have to live within those things or certain dynamics in the world right now that are part of our organization we have to deal with. But really our culture work is really getting almost the personal behaviors to saying, okay, how do I show up? What types of traits and attributes do I need to have to be a good team member, to be a good leader, to to think about how I need to be? Because if I'm doing that and you're doing that, then that becomes our culture, right? This isn't something other people do. And, uh, you know, that's a really, I think the big aha for our culture work is it's not a series of statements that we all like agree to and not on. Yes, we have values and statements like that, but it really is. Are we taking accountability for our work? Are we blaming somebody else when things go bad? Or are we looking for the positives? Are we curious about, I don't understand why that person's acting, but I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask more questions before mm-hmm. I jump to judgment, right? Like these simple things, like to your point about like, this sounds like parenting, these simple things. But when you think about corporate culture, often they get lost in all of the other dynamics of things you're trying to do and the work you're trying to do. And To me, culture is about how you do work, right? The strategy is about the work you do. 
And the culture is about how we do work together. How do we work together? Are we gracious with each other? Do we look for that accountability? Do I step in? Do I lean in to help? Am I going to ask those good questions? You know, those are huge differences in how you approach problems. And just having some of those behaviors exhibited in the right forums, all of a sudden you feel different. You feel different about your teammates and your team members and your, your outlook changes. You know, instead of saying, this is terrible, I can't do it, it's daunting, you start to say, I think we can get this done. I think there's energy there. It just changes the outlook for people. And I think this is sidebar needed in our culture in general, but in a corporate culture, when you're going about an integration, it's critically important. Because if you don't have those foundational things and you're trying to put this much change on top of it, you're yeah. just going to have people sitting down, folding their arms going, yeah, I ain't going to do that. You know, that's not, right. for me. I'm going I'm to be a pain. I didn't get the way I wanted to do it. So, you know, a bunch of idiots somewhere else are doing this and that that's not helpful. We want those people. Some of those people who see the challenges are the most important to get their voices elevated so that you can think about, well, they know something. So how do you bring, it's got to be done with the right perspective, right? You've got to get those voices in with the right perspective, trying to help, not just trying to sabotage. And that's, that's where you go with these things. And I think the leadership is all about making sure that that strategy and that culture come together to get that change made. And, and either one of those being off is going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of along those lines, talking about having a good culture, having people engaged, how have you guys fared just as far as workforce shortage? We're hearing so much about that. How has that been uh, for your organization? You know, I think we're probably, we're marinating in it like everybody else, you know, it, it goes in fits and starts. I think early in the pandemic, certainly we saw some people that were whisked away for some crazy job offers. Remote work is a double-edged sword, right? If you can leverage remote work, you can expand your talent pool geographically quite a bit, but it also kind of levels the playing field for people that might've been a little bit more geographically isolated to go elsewhere and to find those opportunities. So I think for us, especially in healthcare, you know, we can't afford to, you know, give people 50% increases and in Silicon Valley type pay. So most people that wanted to go do that probably have already looked at those opportunities that are going there. People that are in healthcare usually everybody needs to be paid fairly and competitively. You know, that's just a, sure. a basic, but most people are there because they want to make a difference. So it's a little bit harder when you're virtual to have that connection. So we work a little bit extra hard to make sure that people are connected to each other. We did um, what we call a, a summit, uh, which was a virtual conference for all of our digital services employees. We had 14, 1500 people all come together for two half day sessions with some keynote speakers and virtual get togethers. And then we had by geographic location, because we're kind of spread out across the state, we had some in-person get togethers just to really connect with people. And the feedback on that was like 97% positive, just a ridiculously positive thing because people realize that that human connection that they need is really what makes a difference in whether they're enjoying their job. And especially when you're embarking on something as big and as focused as the level of integration that we're going after. I mean, people are going to get stressed out about it. There's a lot of work to do. So everybody's yeah. mm -hmm. kind of leaning into this. And as we do that, I think, you know, we just need to make sure that our team members are being heard, that they're feeling highly valued, that they're feeling engaged, that they're not feeling uh, like we've put more on their shoulders than they can handle. I mean, we're not going to lie to people and say, hey, it's going to be a cakewalk. You know, you're going to show up at nine in your pajamas and, you know, leave at 3.30 every day. It's going to be an intense amount of work, but we value that work balance.
challenge, we value the culture we're creating. It's kind of a, hey, we're going to work hard, but we're going to also value your uh, time and your balance in your life. So never are we going to expect you to work 60 hours a week for, for a long stretch. We all go through, you know, those goal eyes where it's you're pulling along a couple of weeks or whatever. But there are yeah. times, you know, in any project where somebody's really burning a lot of midnight oil and we work pretty hard to make sure that those are the people that we protect and say, all right, we got to fix this problem. And that's really about leadership, paying attention to those things, being engaged yeah. in their, their teams and looking for those ways to get people back. And, you know, as much as people love the virtual and the remote working, there's also a side of it where people need to be prompted to kind of engage in society, come out, put on your work clothes, go see your colleagues for an afternoon, have a meal. And those are, I think, the underrated things that make a big difference in whether people like enjoy their work experiences. And so I am a little bit concerned for the long term if we don't find the right balance there, that sense of community within our organization can start to erode a little bit. It just feels like you know, I'm a job that I can do with a bunch of people on a screen all day. I don't have as much of a connection to those people. We want to make sure that they can still feel as connected as possible. Yeah, it is really, really interesting. You know, everyone talked about this new normal and everything. They said maybe that's kind of what's happening now. Now we're going to kind of see how things start to shake normal. out a bit more. Absolutely. You know? you know, we really put an emphasis also on cultivating our talent. We have a, a really great apprenticeship program that we put in place where we're not only kind of finding some of those underserved areas and demographics that we really want to have in our workforce, we're kind of combining work experience and training program together mm-hmm. and getting, and we had a hugely successful hire rate at the end of it. It was like, like 80, 90% at the end. So you get a great base of talent that's really, really well-trained and helps us focus on our diversity goals as well, which is really really important as we think about our workforce dynamics. We want to make sure that we have a healthy, vibrant, diverse workforce and having that culture will attract people, right? We talk about diversity as an output, inclusion as the input. We have to make the environment in an environment that really attracts the right type of talent. And that means that it's everything from who we hire, how we hire them, the culture that they come into, how they're embraced by their team, and and some of those other dynamics that happen is really an important element of how we're looking at the the entire talent picture. You know, it's going to be dynamic over the next couple of years with everything else. You know, I feel like we we've whiplashed a bit. You know, you go from oh my gosh, you know, everybody's going to get laid off to oh my gosh, we can't find enough people to hire. Yeah. So you know, I I think that we're gonna find over the next year or so, hopefully some equilibrium where our team members can feel really fully engaged. And we can also get to a a point where the talent market isn't so challenging that it's really, really hard to find talent. Yeah. See, we're we're running up on time. So there's one more thing I want to ask you. And this is a little bit, little bit out of the blue, but you could give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice, knowing that you're going to be in this industry, anything come up or pop up for you? You know, I think it would be find your focus. My younger self probably looked at all the different ambitions I could take. And I always wanted to take on more and I always wanted to do more and try new things. And what I've kind of learned is that you're better off doing few things well than many things mediocre. And, you know, young people today, I think often think that my path to success is just to take on more and take on more and take on more. And sometimes that'll happen naturally, but it's more important to really focus, get that discipline and learn, and then maybe try something different, but not always to just expand because that dilution really is challenging for people. So I, I would say focus, 
find that balance and, and remember that, you know, at the end of the day, the most successful you can be is by cultivating really a, an amazing team and focusing on that and things will fall into place much more easily. Great. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for, so much for your time and um, Absolutely. I'll be in touch soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate the Thank time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.